know what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Yeah, ah, uh -huh. you know what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Yeah, ah, uh -huh. you know what it is. Everything I do, yeah, I do it big. Yeah. All right, boys, we're back again for another episode of a chat with Gailey. Is me, your host, Marcus Gailey. It is a Wednesday afternoon. I'm joined here by Michael Cren, recurring guest. Mike, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going really freaking good. I am sweating my ass off right now because of the past, but it is going really good. Thanks for having me, Gailey. Of course, man. Always a pleasure. So this podcast is going to be pretty similar um, to weeks past. You know, we're going to start reviewing last week's games. We'll predict next week's games, and then Cren will talk a little bit about the whole Gavin situation that kind of blew up over the past few days. And then we'll have a segment at the end, uh, a betting segment where we'll go through the NFL games, and we're either going to pick a spread we like, uh, an over-under we like, or a money line we like. We'll just each pick something separately, one for each game. And we're going to have a special guest joining us for the betting segment. You guys will get to meet him in a little bit. But um, as you know, I always like the guests to go first. So, Mike, which game do you want to review from last week? I'm going to go first with The Innocence Project versus Zen for Breakfast. Uh, just ripping, ripping the All band-aid right. off right away. This, to me, was a game of the week. Um, two powerhouse teams. Um, first of all, some trades went on between both teams this year, right? Some big blockbusters. Yeah. You, you and two started off. Yeah, you're right. And then Tro and, and Kai really answered oh, the bell. See... I kind of forgot about that trade because um, I wasn't really looking at Tro's team before I played him. And then I like went and checked the score, and I was like, oh, wait, he has Elair now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, so, I mean, Tro's, Tro's running backs, Najee Harris and, and Edwards Alaire, two two young guys who get the ball. Edwards Alaire wasn't getting the ball as much, but now he seems like he's getting the ball. You know? Yeah. That offense is finding him. That's a great, great pickup by Tro. Tom Brady with eleven points didn't do a whole, a whole lot. He had three touchdowns, but he had a lot of incompletions. Twenty two for forty three. Or he he had three. That's three yards, not oh, TDs. That, oh. So he had three rushing yards technically. Oh, he fuck. didn't have a TD. Yeah. Oh fuck. So never mind on that. <laughs> I was gonna say three TDs. Eleven hey, points. In fairness to you, it does Holy. look like three TDs. On I was gonna app. say it does. Yeah. Jamar Chase thirteen points. No touchdown from Jamar Chase. I I, I told everyone he would have a touchdown every week. Not this week. Still puts up 13 points. It's a solid week, so, yeah. Um, Brandon Cooks had an off night. He's been popping this year with nine. Jared Cook, a.k.a. <laughs> Fuckface, with 19 points and a touchdown. Oh, that hurt. That one hurt. Um, Hardman, decent day, six points. Nothing nothing crazy for Hardman. He's going to be a really, uh, you know, he's going to chill around that area. Maybe pop for a game or two. Yeah, Chenault. I I am big on Chenault. I really. Me and Tro were having some trades with him. Nothing got reached, but Chenault had a great day. Seventeen points, and then Debo popped off. We'll get to that later. Wait and a then, minute. Uh, Chenault was in a Cobb trade too. Yeah, yeah. Chenault I forgot and, about that. Chenault and D Moore for. And uh and and picks and for Devonte. For Devonte. Now E Moore. I don't know what's going on with him. Let me click his thing. I right th now. I really think it's just the oh, Jets are really bad. Concussion protocol for. Oh, he he was hurt. Okay. And you know what the thing about the thing about Tro's team is he has Ertz and and Hunter Henry on the bench, and they both put he up. He does. I think they both. Oh no, Ertz didn't plus. score, but Henry scored. Yeah. 
your team, I'm a little jealous of the trade that you get that you had because you have some young stud receivers. Now this week, Devontae Smith popped. Yeah, right? he did. He had a great game. Sutton had had some adversity, you know, dealing with the quarterback situation. Yeah. I think that'll be He only had uh three catches on eight targets, so I didn't watch any of that game, but my guess would be the timing was probably a little bit off with Drew after Teddy went out. Now for you your receiving core is is sick. I think you, like, besides Kybe having older receivers, yeah, you probably have the best young receiving core in the league. What hurts too is they both got me thirty points and I still lost. Yeah, and it's not like they were the only people that scored. Like other people did decent, and I still lost. So that and now I'm one and three. So I don't really that's... like my playoff chances at this point. But that's okay. Aaron uh, Rodgers with a consistent twenty four. Yeah. I wouldn't count your team out just because of of the guys you have. Um, I'm interested to see if Miles Gaskin can pick up in the future. Yeah, th- that was a really weird week for him because usually he gets the majority of the touches, and then I don't know if they saw something in film where they like the other backs more against the Colts, or he's because he's usually good for a few receptions. Yeah, a game too, and he didn't get any. So I don't know, I don't know what's going on with Miami. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So I don't know if that's. I now, hope that's an anomaly. I hope he's able to get more than point three next week. But now Sam Darnold on your bench. I know. Holy shit! He's been popping, but I just I can't play him over Rodgers. Like I can't yeah, justify that because I feel like the one time I put him in, he's gonna throw like four picks. That's a tough call. Yeah. Also, another tough call on your team, Cedric Wilson. He's yeah. been getting. He is. He might be the best garbage. Yeah, time receiver. Ever. He gets the like he had a touchdown in garbage time, um, you know. T. Higgins still. When's he coming back? I think next week. Really? I think they said because the Bengals played on a Thursday. Had that game been on a Sunday, he might have played. But because it was a short week, they just held him out, and then he's gonna come back Sunday against the Packers. I yeah, think. I mean, look, you score one hundred and fifty, and you lose. That's tough. That's you know, that's yeah. really tough. You, you still have D. Moore, McLaren, Devontae Smith. T. Higgins, um, but Tro's team, Tro's team is he's just... Un, he's undefeated, yeah. the only undefeated team. His team is popping off with the, with the first-round pick last year with Najee Harris. I feel like that gave Tro some good luck going into the year. Yeah. Overall, good matchup, and I, I, I don't expect Tro's team to slow down a whole lot. I mean, so, it's not looking like it. And right. he, he added pieces, too, since the start of the year, obviously, with Chanel Hilaire, Tampa Tom... James Conner on the bench um, yeah. with 20. I mean, the thing about Tro's team is he still is playing without Deshaun Watson, and he's 4-0. So yep. I don't know but what's yeah, going to happen with that. But We kind of glossed over this, but Debo Samuel had 35.7. That was yeah. that was pretty much why he won. Yeah, yeah. Because he exploded in the second half. and bunch of missed coverages. So yep. Did Tro get a little lucky? Maybe. But, again. It happened. Hey, sometimes you got to be lucky to be good. So. Yep. Overall, good matchup game of the week for me. That was that came down to the wire. That was a good matchup. All right, let's go to the next game on my list. I got Old Helen Yeller versus you. I guess not Gavin right now. We'll see what happens. But yeah, and let me just say this: I slept for an hour and thirty minutes last night because of the whole <laughs> situation, and uh, I'm very sleep deprived. I can barely walk. But yeah, continue. Okay, so. Pretty comfortable win here, 136 to 102. Uh, kind of same story with Himmler's team, up and down. But what's ridiculous is he only scored 102. But right now on my screen, I'm looking at the his top three players, and they all scored over 20. 
So I'm assuming as I scroll down, there's going to be some duds here. Um, oh yeah, well, Chark got hurt, so he got zero. And then Godwin with eight, Hawkinson with eight. And then Fuller, I think, also got hurt. He only got one. Naeem Hines only had one point. Um, and then Curtis Samuel only had five. So yeah, that the, he started off hot with Taylor Murray and Barkley, um, all over 20, but then kind of fell off after that. Your team, on the other hand... Big week from King Henry again. Um, nothing special from Carr or Jones at combined for 24, but that's serviceable. And then, you know, Ridley with 15, he does what he does. T. Boyd had a big week for you with 20, and then Robinson had 20, and then your kicker with 16. That's Those points are very valuable. Yeah, um, big big day from Titty Boy, a.k.a. Tyler Bass. I have him in another league, and it, it was nice. Big I mean, day. they scored 40 points, so yeah, he's so. going to have some points here. But, um... Looking at the bench, I noticed you sat Lamar for yeah. Derek Carr. I just realized that now. Uh, any reasoning behind that, or just because Carr's been hot? You know, I think that start? was a little bit of the overthinking monster. I just thought, you know what, Lamar playing in Denver, I thought he wasn't going to do as well as he <clears> did, to be honest. That Denver defense is good, but has been giving up some points to good teams. So yeah. we'll see if that... And I thought Derek Carr had the hot hand, prime time, right. Um, you know... In it was at the Chargers. I thought you know that didn't matter, but I guess that did matter more than I thought. So that was obviously the wrong pick. It happens. Um, but I think I just got we just got lucky this week with with Himmler's team having bad week. I mean, one thirty six isn't an awful score. Yeah, it's not but, awful, but to to win against Himmler's team, yeah, only scoring one hundred two because Himmler has popped a couple weeks this year. The two weeks he's won, he's exploded. Two weeks he lost, he scored 102, and then he got onioned yeah. the other week. So Yeah, he did. The uh, the roller coaster of Himmler's team continues. He, I don't know if he's tanking now. He mentioned something about possibly tanking in the group me yesterday. Um, I can't confirm or deny that. I'm sure Himmler will will give us a little more insight onto that after he listens. But Himmler took that yun to the suck hole. Yeah, he, he did. took it down. He, all right. Yeah. I respect that. Now, one thing about Himmler, I'm, I'm going to talk a little shit on you right now, Himmler. When are you going to play Van Jefferson? All right? He has Matt Ryan as his quarterback. We go to his game log. He put up 16. Or Matt, Matt Stafford. But Matt I, Stafford. But I knew what you meant. Yeah. He put up 16 points the first week. Past two, two and eight. Okay, not as good. 21. That's a hard start. But you know what? With the way Himmler's team is going... And he's only two and two, but you know I I might slip a little Van Jefferson and down he, in that. Hey, he might with uh Will Fuller hurt now, so yeah. there's gonna be a and Sharks hurt, so there's gonna be a spot open. I know Bateman's yeah. coming back soon. Curtis Samuel came back, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like Himmler's just getting the injury bug. Bateman hurt. He's coming right. back, but yeah, his whole team is just he's getting unlucky with these injuries. Shark and Fuller. I mean that those are two studs <laughs> right there, and uh, yeah, that Bengals Jags game just. Helped us out. Yeah. The sloppiness helped us out. Big week from J-Rob. Yeah. I don't know how many more big weeks from J-Rob we're going to see. That's a very interesting, but lucky. That could be a a trend, though, because he he looked really good. Yeah. Maybe we'll we'll try to keep rolling with the hot hand there. Um, But all right. Uh, Who do you want to do next? What game? Next, I have Young Cunny versus Harold and Kamara, a.k.a. Team Murder. All right. (laughs) This was an interesting matchup. Both teams are doing really good this year. Yeah, this was Max's uh, first loss on the season. First loss for Max. You know, 
Matt Stafford put up 19 points. Decent day for Stafford. Not as well. Threw an interception. Mm-hmm. Without that interception, he probably pops. Has a lot more points. Another another weak week from Kamara um, with 12 points. Yeah, and I mean, all of those came... He had 120 rushing yards. Did not record a catch. That's, that's wild. Very interesting. That's yeah. very wild. With this new offense in Kamara... Um, Honestly, I don't know why he's not doing as good. Maybe he has the second half of the year where he's going to pop. Um, again, D. Swift, another decent, you know, not not that good of a week for him. Eight points. He normally pops. Yeah. He's been having a good year this week. D.K. Metcalf, a strong 16 points. You know, if you get a touchdown from D.K., he's going to have upwards of 15, 16. Close to 20, yeah. Um, Pitt- and Pittman in double digits again. He's actually been pretty solid to start the year, even though yeah. the Colts... I think are one and three, but um, but yeah, and then Kittle, you know, four four catches on eleven targets. I don't know why they haven't been able to get going more, especially to him, because he was such understand. a key piece to their offense in the past three years, and this year he's just been off to a really slow start fantasy wise. Yeah, you got to think he's gonna pick it up here at some point. Yeah. He's too good not to, so... And same with Juju. Besides week two, Juju had 16 points week two. Besides that, he hasn't scored above 10. So, a weird a weird year for Juju and Kittle, it seems like. Yeah. Which are two guys in the past who have normally popped. Then down here, almost winning Max the game, Goddard with a touchdown, and then his kicker got 15. He only ended up losing by seven. Ultimately, it wasn't enough. Uh, we look at AC's team... You know, Hollywood Brown gets in the end zone again. Zach Moss scored. Um, like, really bad week from Kelsey and Marvin Jones. And Damian Harris, for that matter. But AC's still able to pull it out. No pause. Yeah, he is. Kelsey, again, not having a good week. And he still wins. Uh, not much more he can ask for from there. Um, and he's without McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah, a- AC's <clears throat> team is kind of going through it. But... He's pulling out dubs out yeah. of his ass, right? Amari Cooper is solid as it gets this year. I mean, he he is clearly a wide receiver one. He's playing hurt, too, um, and he's still... He's taking the ball good. away from CD. CD had a horrible week. Amari Cooper did great. Um, think about Max's team is... Hey, Max, when are you going to start Kenneth Gainwell? He is popping off. Yeah, dude. 20 um, points? 20 points. Stealing reps from Miles Sanders. Miles can't be too uh, happy about that, but... Yeah, and, and Jalen Rager and Terrence Marshall on each team. Again, those are kind of tough starts. I thought both of them would have better years, not doing as well as I thought. Same with Ayuk. I don't know what's going on with Ayuk. I expect the yeah, second half I, season. To I him. really don't. I don't know what's going on with him. He was so solid last year. Really, just other than Debo Samuel, the receiving options for San Fran, Kittle, Ayuk, um, what the hell is that other dude's name? The guy who's been playing over Ayuk. Some random... I don't even know his name. That's yeah, how like, random he is. I don't even either. Yeah, other than Samuel, no one's really been doing a whole lot. That's probably why the 49ers are off to a little bit of a sluggish start. Yeah, I'd say for these two teams, these two teams can both pop. Decent weeks for them. Um, I just think Max had a couple guys that, you know, just had off weeks and in the future should pop. So both of these teams, I like both of these teams. Both the 3-1, so... Both are having good years and hard-fought match. All right, let's go to uh, <laughs> Snatch to the Face versus Sophie Jesus. Johnson. We have our second onion of the year. 
Silky Johnson. Where's the video? I don't know. But if this pod beats the video, we're going to have a lot of upset people. In you know, show. I had family members, cousins, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, all email me, DM me saying, where the fuck is the young is video? The young video. Where wow. is it? They well, want to see it. Everyone wants to see it. The world wants to know. It's the big thing around town. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I'm waiting. All right, but let's go take a look at why he only scored 88 points. Uh, 18.82 from Tannehill, and then here's where it kind of goes south. Dalvin Cook, Tyler Lockett, and DeAndre Hopkins. Did he even play him? Yeah. Combined for about 25 points. So yeah, I feel that's when your big guns are putting up that those minuscule numbers. I mean, he got sixteen from Hunt, but Miles Sanders only got seven. We see Gainwell's really you know eating into his touches. Yeah, and then only one from his kicker. You know, Denver only scored seven points. Yeah, just really bad week here from twos. He falls to the one and three club like myself. Yeah, that's not going to happen much with twos for these for these guys to score such low points. Yeah, I agree. That's not gonna happen. Kind of a farce. It sucks he has to eat an onion because of it, but also I don't care because it was his idea. So Mm -hmm. I hope he actually could eat multiple onions a year because he's the one that's making all of us do this. I would love to see twos eat multiple onions a year. I think I think that would be amazing. We should instate a rule to where the only person eligible to eat more than one is him because because he He, made this stupid stupid rule. That does sound fair to me. Kybe's team, Kybe, when are you gonna start Schultz? I mean, when are you going to start Schultz, buddy? He's a top five tight end right now. Well, I mean, if you look at his flexes, Mike Evans, Devontae Parker, and Beckham, like, who would you play him over? Beckham, maybe? Yeah, Beckham, just because Baker is trash. Baker cannot find OBJ. There there has to be some kind of miscommunication or or friendship is not going as well. I don't get it, but he cannot connect because OBJ was open on a bunch of passes. Mm -hmm. So Kybe's team... Kyle's team could have even popped even more. Um, but yeah, and then he had a lot of points on his bench here, honestly. Freddie Swain, Schultz, Keelan Cole, Sammy got 8.9. Like, that's not bad. But um, Yeah, Devontae Parker with the 17 with Brissett is very surprising for me. But, you know, is he their number one? Probably. Yeah, probably. He's just such a good, like, possession receiver. He has pretty good hands. He's big. They look for him in the red zone a lot. Like he had an, I'm, I didn't see his touchdown. I'm assuming it was within 15 yards because they like to just kind of have him box out DBs and they just whip it in there and he, he snags it. But I mean, only yeah. four on nine targets. But yeah. still, yeah, 17 points, not bad. I, I liked Parker. I kept him, but after the, my trade with twos, I added some more receivers and drafted Devonte Smith. Mm-hmm. Probably wasn't gonna keep him, so I figured I might as well get some value for him instead of just dropping yeah. him. For yeah. getting for nothing, but yeah, he's found a good role on Kybe's team. Yeah, and Kybe goes uh, up to two and two after a disappointing loss to you and Gavin last week. So, good confidence booster for him to get back in the win column. Yeah, and twos at one and three is very uh, honestly surprising because with Dalvin Lockett, Hopkins, and Kareem Hunt, I mean, those are four solid guys. Right yeah, there. right. He just had an off week. I think he'll bounce back. But again, playing versus Kybe, Kybe's not going to lose many matches this year. I'm surprised he's two and two at this point. Yeah, most, I'm, I'm not excited to play him uh, next week. I think he's so. second behind you in most points against. If I, I don't know right. if I have more. I'll have to check after. I'll look at the standings, but I do have a lot of points against. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall decent. You know, good matchup, Kybe. 
you know, Kybe's team's gonna do what Kybe's team does. You know, Dak Prescott leading the charge. Dak's fucking on fire right now. So yeah. he's not slowing down anytime soon. What did he end up with? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Four four touchdown passes. So. All right, we got three more games left. I think or no, no two more games. Two more games. Uh, which one do you want to do first? We're gonna go to Velo for lunch, and dump them. <laughs> dump them out here. Falls to two and two, and breezy up to two and two after a bad start for the kid. Um, really rough start for breezy. And as I look at his team, I have no clue why. You know his team is stacked. Yeah, I think Allen didn't really start get it going until the past two weeks. Yeah, um, and then Zeke the last two weeks has really dominated both both of those games. Um, yeah, Diggs. I think this is his highest point total of the year with eighteen. Yeah, and you know Keenan Allen's gonna get you double digits, Robert Woods double digits, Edmonds double digits. Like he doesn't have any letdowns on his team any week, so I feel mm-hmm. like his floor is gonna be like that one twenty mark. So even if he has a bad week, he still could win. Yeah, and and, and Breezy has a deep team. He really does. He has Kenny Galladay on the bench, Jacoby Myers on the bench. Right. Um, you know those are two art, uh, wide receiver ones. So that's going to be kind of hard each week to see who should I start, who should I not. If he starts one of them, he has to take, you know, an out an Allen Robinson out, which is very hard. But you know, with the Chicago situation, you know, who the fuck knows what's going on there? Um, seems like they can't get any. They can't figure it out. Yeah, their know. quarterbacks can't get any time to get the ball off. <clears throat> um, McGinnis team, you know, reigning champ. I love the videos he sends in, drinking out of the cup. He deserves it. Um, David Montgomery popped off two touchdowns, but got hurt. Um, I think the results came back better than they thought. Yeah, so he's not going to miss as much time, which is good, which is good for Mikey Mack, for sure. Um, Jit, Jit Anderson with a nine points. He's still in McGinnis' starting role, which is very surprising because McGinnis has some guys on his bench. I know. Well. I think, see, so you now we talk about how fantasy it will always make you like hate one player. Yeah. I think after this season's over, McGinnis is going to hate Robbie Anderson. I agree. I agree. He might he, be his least favorite player in the league. I agree. He might not. You know, with guys like McKissick and, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is actually having a sneaky good year this year. Um, Past two weeks, he's done done pretty well. I mean, Crowder had 19, um, but, you know, I think this is his first week of being relevant, and that's probably because Elijah Moore didn't play. Mm-hmm. So he probably got some more reps there, but... But yeah, I don't know. We'll see if he continues to play Robbie Anderson. I mean, nine isn't horrible. That actually might be his highest point total of the year. Yeah. If I click on him, let's see. And then Beasley normally pops. He didn't pop. He only had two catches. Um, two for two, 16 yards. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, I was watching that game. He had some decent <clears throat> runs, but they like Javante Williams a lot right now. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. Um, and then, yeah, McGinnis' bench did pretty good. Julio was out, so that's another right. guy for McGinnis. Um, just an off week for McGinnis, really. But he still scored one twenty. Yeah, yeah, shouldn't really happen much for McGinnis. So these this this was a good matchup. I was expecting a little higher of scores, but he had some guys on each team that didn't perform as well. Um, but you know, Zelo for lunch is probably very happy that Black Harlow is back. Oh yeah, he's he's I, back in full force. Yeah, he he is back. He's he has been hard. eating the last two weeks. Yeah. And Edmonds, Edmonds is a guy that, you know, he's very underrated. Like, 
He's so good in PPR because he's going to catch five balls every week. He, you go to his game log, week one, 14. Week two, 12. Week three, 14. Week four, 17. Like, that, that's that's very solid out yeah. of him. Um, good for Breezy for keeping Edmonds. That was, yeah, that was, that was a, a smart move, I yeah, thought. Yeah, that was a pretty Especially smart move. Especially with uh, Kenyon Idiot Drake leaving. Now, so. he says he doesn't score because of James Conner. <clears throat> and that's crazy, too, because if he would score, Edmonds would be... Yeah, he'd be dropping like 30 a yeah, week. Yeah, he'd be a really good back. And then Logan Thomas out for McGinnis. Mm-hmm, kind of fucked him too. Yeah. So. All right. Let's move to the last game in which we have our first 200-point scorer of the year in Eric Jesus Warden, the team who was 0-3 coming into the game. Absolutely whomping Timmons, who is in full tank mode, 0-4. Uh, 204 to 150, even though Timmons, that's a really solid week. Yeah. He would have beat everyone in the league except for Eric and Tro. Yeah. yeah. But I actually don't think he's mad that he lost because he wants to lose. Yeah, which is which is really, which is, you know, it's his strategy. You know, I said a couple weeks ago, I said, it doesn't, when that trade happened with uh, Eric, with Eckler, I said it doesn't really matter because he has Tyreek and Jones. <clears throat> I know. And this week proved that point correct. I yep. mean, it's unbelievable. Um those combining for so let's just see here 30 so 31 from Mahomes 29 and a half from Eckler if you're getting 16.8 from Lenny yeah it's just your week to win 47 from Tyreek some guy I've never heard of on the Titans even got you 5.9 never heard of him and then thank you for heeding my advice and playing Gasicki you're welcome he got you 16 he's back uh Quintez Cephas with with 12 Mike Davis with Thanks. A, yeah, Thanks. right. Mike Davis with a horrible week, but even this week for you, he's able to get in the end zone and get 10 points, even though he had 14 yards on 13 carries, which is horrible. Does not deserve 10 points. I actually think that if I played for the Falcons on Sunday and got 13 carries, I might be able to get 14 yards. I would agree. I would agree. I'm act, I actually would think you, I could get if that If you number. played the way you did against N.A. senior year, last game of the year, yeah. I Dude, agree. all I have to do is get back to the line of scrimmage. Every, I could just yep. run straight into the guard and fall over. It doesn't seem like he has much burst, does it? He can take bounces, he yeah. can take blockers and, and tackles on, but he doesn't have much burst. Still gets 10 points and a touchdown. Um, um, and then da- Dawson Knox scoring two touchdowns. A.K.A. Like, cocksucker. It's just, it's just your week if Dawson Knox is scoring two tutties for you in a flex spot. And then double digits from your kicker again. So 204... That's the highest this year. Uh, you guys, you and Gavin last year scored around the same mark. Yeah, one week. I forget what. Is, I think you might have had two hundred four as well. It might have been. Now that I think about it, two hundred four or two hundred three. Yeah, I was, I was interested to see if that's. So I don't know if this is the highest ever we've had, but it's certainly close. It's either you guys or or this week. I don't remember your exact number. But and um, uh, the thing about E is E, he really played all the guys that popped. He did a good job on his, he on did. his uh you know, playing guys. Yeah, you know, Claypool guys. was out. He he finally sat Komet. Thank you. Another one point performance from him. Yeah, and that's without AJ Brown and Claypool he scored that much. So bold move on E Train keeping two kickers. He has uh McPherson on his bench, who's been popping, but he decided to play Tucker and Tucker did better and yeah. You know, I'm not gonna yeah, I don't. That. I don't know why he has two kickers, but and Claypool's do hurt your thing. For him. Claypool yeah. and a, uh, AJ Brown. Brown. Yeah, so Eric's team off to a rough start, but but huge bounce back yeah. win over Timmons. Someone I know he probably enjoyed beating. Oh my god! Because yeah, Timmons that... has been saying how he 
he just wants Eric's team to lose because he has his pick. So this has to feel good for Eric's first one of the year. Yeah, you know, Timmons benching Mooney, you know, I knew he did that on purpose. But he was I don't think he was expecting 17 from A.J. Green and 16 from no. Renfro. Right? Yeah, hold on one sec. I think my mom just got home. Yeah, no so problem. keep talking. No Talk about Timmons' team. I'll be right back. Timmons' team. Look, Timmons, you've sent me multiple trades. Yeah, like, many, many trades, Timmons. All right. Some of them are decent. Some of them are all right. Um, the thing about your team, Timmons, is you have some random studs. You have random studs like uh, Deontay Johnson. You got Pitts. Pitts isn't really having the year you thought he would. Game log, we go... Week one seven, week two twelve, and then five and nine. You know, slow start for Pitts. He's kind of finding his his role in the league. Is he a bust? Eh, could be. Um, a B with thirteen, pretty pretty slow week for A B, but still thirteen points is is pretty good. Young Hoku, we go to his game log six five six six. So not the best year for Young Hoku, um, which is probably a good thing for you, Timmons, because. Uh, you know. Alright, I'm back. Michael Carter with ten. He he played a lot better. I thought he'd have more than ten. He points. scored, didn't he? He did score. Was this the week he scored? Yeah. He did score. Um receiving he had minus four yards receiving, so Tough. Very tough. <laughs> Amon St. Brown seems like he's he's slowly picking up his his role. Six for eight with seventy yards. It's not bad. Um and then Evan Ingram on Timmons' team, I know exactly why he did that, because he wants to lose. And, you know, both teams in this matchup have some injured guys. Claypool, Brown for Eric. Yeah, Timmons has a lot. And uh, Judy Dobbins. for Judy Dobbins and James White. Um, did you talk about Hunter Renfro? I wanted to give him a shout-out. Yeah. For the boy Timmons. Scores a touchdown. Laid a beautiful form tackle yeah. on uh, on that fake punt that the Chargers tried. And if he didn't have that fumble, he probably would have had way more points. He's the great white hope. So, yeah. He's yeah. the reincarnation of Jordy Nelson, the Great White Hope. Yeah, have you seen those memes with Belichick trying to look at him and oh, yeah. stands? Those are, yeah. those are amazing because you know Belichick wants. Oh, Hunter so badly. You know he wants them. This was a very high scoring <clears throat> matchup. Uh, before the before the game started, you could say eh, these teams might not do as well, but <laughs> complete opposite result. Yeah, these teams right. Popped. All right, so let's look at the how the division standings look right now after this week. So the bold move cotton division, we got Tro up top, uh five eighty two point scored, he's four and oh, and then the next two teams are both two and two. Kybe with five hundred and ninety seven points scored, Breezy with five hundred thirty nine, and then Eric's bringing up the rear with five fifty seven, he's one and three. Uh moving to the Muck division, we got AC up top there at three and one with five hundred and eighty eight points scored. Himmler is in second place at two and two with four hundred and ninety nine points scored. And then twos is in third, four ninety two at one and three. Timmons is in last, four ninety two as well, and he's on four. Bring it to our division, the final one. You and getting well, you for right now are leading the division at three and one with six hundred fifteen points scored. That is the highest in the league. And then Harold is second at three and one as well, five nineteen. Mikey Mack is in third with 536, and I am in last at 1-3 with 566 points scored. So I actually have a pretty high points scored total. I'm like top half of the league, but I'm 1-3, yeah. one, one which kind of sucks. 
Yeah, and Timmons has the most points <clears throat> against at six fourteen, but I think he, he kind of likes that in a weird way. Yeah. So he oh yeah, here's points again. He has six fourteen. I have five ninety four. Yeah, you're second. And then yeah, I am second in points against. Kybe's right behind me at five eighty six. And then E Train five eighty one. Yeah. Um, you know, they say pray for your pray for your loved ones. I think you should also also pray for the Mutt Division. Yes. Um <laughs> the Mutt Division needs your prayers and they need them ASAP. Because they might have two people tanking in that division. Yeah, I think the Bro Ohio and the Bold Move Cotton divisions are clearly a little better as of now. Um <clears throat> You know, Tro leading that division, I think that was a surprise for a lot yes. of us, especially with the trades that were made. Um, and then you have Eric's team at, at the at the worst spot, that just put up two hundred four points. Yep. So that division is gonna gonna be interesting towards uh, the end of the season. All right, so you ready to predict some games for next week? I'm ready to predict some games. Is Max the one that keeps our? Max keeps track. So shout out Max. I'm now even at the moment. Because I went four and two the last two weeks after going two and four the first two weeks, so I'm back up to five hundred. Got to keep the streak going. We got Zin for breakfast against Snatch to the Face first matchup. <laughs> Let's look at who's playing who. So we got Rogers versus the Bengals and Prescott against the Giants. Um, I mean Dak's been really hot. The Bengals defense is just kind of okay. Mm-hmm. They have some injuries as well. I might call this one a wash for the quarterback matchups. I don't really know who's going to... I yeah. feel like they're both going to get in the 20s somewhere. So it's. I don't think it's going to be a huge advantage either way. I'll call this a wash as well. Okay, let's look at the running backs. So Gibson and Josh Jacobs against Sleepy Joe Mixon, who might be hurt, and Gaskin, who just scored point three. So I'm going to give the edge to Kybe there. Don't know what's going on. Uh, I put in a couple waiver claims to try to get some... Backs. I don't know if I got any of them. I think you did get uh, P Ryan. I did. If I if I saw correctly, I think you oh. did get P Ryan here. Well, I hope so because he's the one who's going to play if uh, what's his if Sleepy Joe doesn't. So. Oh yeah, I did. I did get P Ryan. Yeah. Okay. Good. So yeah. So at least I have the handcuff there if Joe Mixon's not able to go. But still, I'll give the edge to Kyle for running backs. Receivers, also probably going to give the edge to Cobb with Adams and Cup against Moore and McLaurin. Though, Moore and McLaurin did have a big week, but I still think Adams and Cup are probably more reliable going yeah. forward. <clears throat> they're, they're the sexier pick in this one, but yeah. also I wouldn't be surprised if Moore and McLaurin outscored those two right there. Yeah, they could. Um, Faint versus Waller, going to give Waller the edge because you yeah. know, he gets a lot of volume. He's a freak. Yeah, 6'6", 250. It's hard to not. And then Flex is here. Dalton Schultz, Devontae Parker, and Mike oh, Evans wow. versus... Yeah, he is playing Schultz. Okay. Uh, versus Sutton, Smith, and Higgins. I might actually give my team the edge in the Flexes here. Um, just from a volume standpoint with Higgins, Sutton, and Smith. Um, you know, We know what Mike Evans can do. He can have big weeks or he could have like four points. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't really know there. I do like the Schultz play. Um, we'll see if he can get in the end zone again. Then Parker's been pretty solid. So it's pretty close. I would give my flexes the slight edge. But overall, going to give the advantage to Kybe's team. I think he probably wins this week. You know, I might I might agree with that. But, you know, who knows? Um, I hope OBJ pops off this week now because he's on his bench. Because he's on the bench. Versus the Chargers projected 14 points. I really hope OBJ goes off. But, yeah, <clears> I would give the slight edge to Kybe really against any team, you know. 
All right. So moving on, we got Old Helen Yeller versus Harold and Camara. So Kyler Murray versus Stafford. <clears throat> uh, I'm probably going to give the edge to Kyler just because he's playing like an MVP candidate right now. Yeah, he And is. those rushing touchdowns are so valuable, same with rushing yards. So yeah. I'll give him the edge. He does play San Fran, who has a pretty good defense, but yeah, I'm going to roll with Kyler here. Saquon versus Dallas and Johnny Taylor versus Baltimore versus Kamara versus Washington and Swift versus Minnesota. I'm going to, you know, Barkley and Taylor had good weeks last week, but I'm going to give the slight edge hoping that Kamara and Swift have a good bounce back week. I think so too, just because of matchups. Because Dallas's defense has been playing well, and then Baltimore has a has a pretty dang good run defense. So yeah, it might be tough sledding for those two guys. Um, so yeah, again, just because of matchups here, give a slight edge to Team Harold. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Barkley has a big week against Dallas. He usually plays well against them. Yeah, he seems um, like he's back. He's getting comfortable. He looked a yeah. little iffy the first two weeks, he but did. now he looks like he he really he, he's definitely he kind of got pissed better. off. He got pissed off. He needs that. All right, so we got Chris Godwin here and Rashad Bateman versus Metcalf and Pittman. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Himmler's receivers here. We know Metcalf. Really? Wow. Metcalf gets lined up a lot on Jalen Ramsey and does not have great success against him. Mm-hmm. Um, he did have the one touchdown in the playoff game on kind of a broken play, but we've also seen him not do a whole lot. Uh, with Ramsey covering him. I do like Pittman, mm-hmm. but again, Baltimore has a pretty feisty defense. Um, then Bateman coming back, if he does play, very interesting. he could get a lot of targets. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, they drafted yeah. him pretty high. And then Godwin, you know, the Tampa Bay receivers always have their weeks. I could see him scoring a touchdown or two against uh, Miami. So I'm going to oddly disagree. I'm going to go receiver core max just because of the Bateman. We have no clue what to expect. Right. Projected five points. I think I'll have more than five points, but I'm going to go slightly with Max. Um, tight ends, interesting matchup here. Yeah, Hawkinson versus Kittle. Uh, this is tough. This is tough because Hawkinson normally pops. He didn't have a good week last week. Um, oh, Kittle plays Arizona. It could be a bounce-back week. Somehow projected 15, Hawkinson 14. I'm just going to call it a wash because they both have really high ceilings yeah. for tight ends. Yeah, and they're both like really good friends too. Yeah, Kittle they are. Hawkinson. Yep, both, um, both Iowa grads. I hope they have good weeks. I, I like both of them. I'm going to say wash as well. All right, so on to the flexes here. We got Van Jefferson, who's mm. in the starting lineup. Curtis Samuel and Naeem Hines against Boo Boo Smith-Schuster, Devin Singletary, and Dallas Goddard. Mm. Um... Interesting on Himmler's part, benching Edwards against Chicago. I like it, oh, though. This is tough. Um, this is tough. I don't know what to expect with Curtis Samuel. Um, yeah, last week was his first week back. They tried to get him involved yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is tough. I mean, Max loves Dallas Goddard. He says he's going to score, and he does. Yep. So that that's tough. Um, I might go slight. Max just because just because of the of the guys he have are, are a little more healthy um with Samuel coming back Van Jefferson could pop that's a huge I you know. know is he gonna pop is he not um, Seattle secondary is pretty weak too so yeah all green good matchups for Himmler's flexes I'm gonna go a tough one oh. I'm gonna go slightly Max just because I of, think uh, I am too but I do think that 
there's a higher ceiling with Himmler's guys because Jefferson has exploded, we've seen. Naeem Hines has had big weeks, as we've seen. Yeah. But I just think the safer pick would, would give the slight edge to Max here. Um, but mm-hmm. the ceiling would go Himmler, so. Interesting Max P- benching. Sterling Shepard. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I, is he back this week? He is back. Okay. Maybe he'll put him in before the the, the game starts. But, oh, yeah. Close one here. I'm in a, oh. again, just too inconsistent at the moment for me to pick him where I'm going to go with Max, who's been the more consistent team through four weeks. Um, so I'm going to roll with Harold on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Harold as well. All right. Uh Mahomes versus Gavin come back. Uh, I do think last week was kind of an anomaly for Eric, so I'm probably gonna lean you guys. I'm gonna look though. Mahomes versus Lamar. Who? Uh, I'll probably give the edge to Mahomes because I think mm-hmm. they're gonna have to pass a lot because Buffalo's gonna score a lot of points, yeah. so he could have another big week. Um, I do like Lamar obviously at home against Indy. But yeah, it's it's hard to pick against Patrick Mahomes in yeah, fantasy. Yeah, honestly. Then running backs, I'm going to give you the edge as well with King Henry and Aaron Jones against uh, playoff Lenny and Turtleneck Wang, a.k.a. Austin Eckler. And this is Derrick Henry's favorite week of the year versus Jackson. Oh, yeah, he always kills them. Yeah, I'm giving you. Always kills I'm giving you the edge. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, especially with what's going on in Jacksonville. It's probably a combination for the fact that they stink and it's a divisional opponent. Yeah. So he always just hits that extra gear. Seems like Jacksonville is defeated even before the game starts. Yeah. In that matchup. All right. uh, Receivers Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown against T. Boyd and C.D. Lamb. Ooh, A.J. Brown back. That's going to be tough. Who do they play? Oh, Jacksonville as well. I'm going to give the edge to Eric's receivers here. Um, just, again, because of their ceiling. Tyreek Hill just scored 47 points. So. Yeah. Can't argue that. Just can't. Um, now into the flexes here. Corey Davis. Or no, tight ends. Higby and, and Gusecki. Um, I mean, Gusecki, back-to-back weeks, has been one of Brissett's favorite targets. Yeah, not sure why he's projected nine. Yeah, I don't know. Probably because they're playing Tampa. That has a pretty dang good defense. I might give a slight edge to Gusecki there. Yeah. Slight. But, like, Higby could easily score and, you know, be in that 15 to 20 range. Yeah. Then here's where you take a big advantage, I see. I don't really foresee Eric's flexes combining for the high number they did last week. I really like... Davis against Atlanta. Mike Williams had a bad week last week. He could bounce back. Then Robinson as well. Plus you have Debo Samuel who you just acquired. He's on mm-hmm. your bench. I'm assuming you're going to put him in yeah. um, once that trade goes through. But yeah, so overall I'm going to give you the edge here. I think you'll win pretty comfortably. I don't know that Eric's going to be able to repeat that massive performance he had against Timmons. Yeah, I'm definitely not very confident going into this week just because of what Eric's team did do. Um, kind of scary with Eckler just balling out too um seems like our team kind of finds a way to win but this week you know i'm 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 not confident in this week all right moving to timmons against mikey mack gonna give the edge to mikey mack here because again timmons is actively trying to lose yeah herbert versus russ Ooh, both play pretty good defenses but herbert's been on another level so far this year i'm gonna give him the slight edge here over russ yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay. I agree, especially playing against the Rams defense. I I can agree with that. And then, um, 
Running backs here, Cordell Patterson's been on an absolute terror, but Michael Carter is his RB2. I kind of like Chubb and Damian Williams here a little bit more, I think. Yeah, dude. Chubb didn't have as good as a week last week. I think mm-hmm. he's going to pop this week. Moving to receivers, you got the Minnesota duo against Detroit. Oh, that could be favorable. Then Antonio Brown and A.J. Green. You know, I think A.B. and A.J. Green can keep this close. Kind of the older, savvy veterans. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just that matchup against Detroit, you know, they could feast those receivers. Yeah, they, so. they're, they're probably going to have a touchdown each. Jefferson will probably have two. He's been grittying <laughs> all over everybody. Um, and, yeah, I'd give a slight advantage there to McGinnis. Wouldn't be surprised if yeah. Brown and Green pop. Tight ends here, I'm actually going to go Timmons. I like Kyle Pitts. I think he's starting to find his role. Yeah. Be getting more targets, you know, making some contested catches. And then just fire me. The, the Steelers' offense has been so bad through the first four weeks that it's hard to kind of count on anyone other than Najee just because he touches the ball 25 times a game. So Yeah, like Tro said, opportunity over skill and fantasy. And, and I think Fryermuth has great skill, mm-hmm. especially in the preseason, all the catches he made. Uh, but opportunity is just down. Yeah. It, it's, just, it's a shame for Steelers fans. All right, and then the flex is here. Renfro, Deontay Johnson, and Mooney against Beasley, Crowder, and Julio. Is Timmons trying to win this week? Dude, it kind of looks like it because I actually kind of like his flex plays. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like, I'm going to uh, give him the slight edge there, I think. Benching Pollard, projected eight. Mm-hmm. This is going to be tough. I mean, oh, this is a tough one. I don't know who to give the advantage to. I would say in the past, I would say McGinnis, Jones, and Beasley, and Crowder because Beasley was popping. He hasn't been popping recently. I know. All green matchups for McGinnis. Ooh, this is this is a tough one. I'm gonna give Timmons the slight edge actually on flex. I, I respect that, but I'm I think gonna, McGinnis is gonna win. I respect that. I'm gonna give McGinnis a slight advantage just because Julio back against Jacksonville. I think he'll score. Um, I think Beasley against the Chiefs. The Chiefs have have a really rough defense, and Crowder could get some garbage time, and yep. I mean garbage time points <laughs> against Atlanta. But Timmons' lineup is uh, set like he wants to win this Yeah, game. I know. He, he looks like he's trying to compete. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, and dump a match is going to keep dumping a mat. I, mean, I it's think just so. That simple. He is a strong team. Um, benching, right. benching Robbie Anderson with a lot. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. McGinnis has had enough. He's had enough of Bobby A, and I don't think I can blame him. Honestly. I can't blame him either. I can't. All right. Uh, we got now here the only undefeated team. Oh, this is a big game. Wow. Probably game of the week. Wow. The Innocence Project at 4-0, matching up against Young Cunny. Oh, here we go. All right, Tampa Tom versus Jalen Hurts. You know, Brady has historically sucked playing the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. However, they are playing at home. Mm-hmm. He had a bad week last week. Um, I think he's going to want to come back for some revenge. Hurts playing Carolina defense, who's actually decently Pretty solid. good this year, yeah. So I'm going to give the edge to Tampa Tom. Yeah, I can agree with that. Didn't have a good week last week. No. He's going to bounce back. He's not going to have two bad weeks in a row. All right, keep going. I'll be right back. i got to pee real quick. Second, we have running backs for Tro. Najee Harris versus Denver and Clyde Edwards-Alaire versus Buffalo. All right, those are two good running backs playing two good defenses. For AC, we have Henderson versus Seattle. Decent defense with a lot of holes. And we have Damian Harris versus Houston. This is this is a tough thing. Um, 
player wise, I like Najee and Edwards Alaire a little better, but this week specifically, um, I think Damian Harris could have one to two touchdowns easy. Um, I'm gonna give the personal slight advantage to AC. Um, they're projected really similar. Tro with a slight edge projection wise. Again, playing good defenses. Um, for Tro, both running backs are away. Uh, just kidding. They are both at home. And for AC, they are both away. Um, but I think AC gets a slight slight matchup there advantage because of the uh, worst defenses. Tough running back matchup. Najee and Clyde. Yeah. Both, both playing Denver and Buffalo. Good defenses, yeah. Yeah, um, I gave the slight advantage to AC just because of uh, Damian Harris against Houston. Oh, yeah, he could... That could be a two-touchdown performance for him. Houston's really bad. So, And then Henderson coming back against Seattle's defense, who, again, has been kind of porous to yeah. start the year. a lot of holes in that defense. I don't know why. So even without CMC, I, I, I'm going to give him a slight edge, again, just because of matchups. You know, Edwards, mm-hmm. Elaire, and Najee have a couple tough tough sledding ahead of them on Sunday. So. Yeah. All right, receivers. Chase and Cooks versus Amari Cooper and Marvin Jones. Um, you know, I really want to say Cooper and Jones, but Tro's receivers have been so hot to start the year. That's pretty mm-hmm. much the reason why he's 4-0. So I'm actually going to say Chase and Cooks here. Someone has to catch the ball for Houston. Yeah. Someone has to catch the ball. <clears throat> um, I'm not sure how, uh, what's his name, Mills? Mm-hmm. Davis Mills? I'm not sure how he's going to do against New England's pass rush. They're going to throw the book at him. You know how Belichick is oh, against yeah. rookies. Um, oh, yeah. They could have, they're going to have a rough, a rough week. Jamar Chase versus Green Bay. I think I think he's 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 due. I mean, he didn't score last week. He's probably gonna score this week. Um, you know what? This is tough. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna give a slight to AC just because of the Brandon Cooks. Um, okay. Versus New England. All right, tight ends. I'm gonna give it to Kelsey. He's an animal. Yeah. He had a bad week last week, but he's the best tight end in the game, in my opinion. So I'm going to give him the edge probably every single week that AC has a game. So I can agree with that. All right. Uh, flexes. What's going to be Calvin Ridley, Chenault, and Hardman versus Henry Ruggs, Brown, and Zach Moss. You know, Hollywood Browns look good to start the year. Um, Ruggs has been a little bit better, I would think, than last year. Yeah. But, you know, definitely. with Ridley, Chenault has been good. Ooh. Uh... I'm going to give Tro the slight edge. I don't like Cardman that much, but with Chanel and Ridley, I think I like them a little bit more than Ruggs and Brown. So that's why I'm going to give Tro the edge there. Yeah, I think for Chanel, I think he's going to just be the guy who, you know, they're going to hand it off to James and they're going to throw to Chanel. I mean, it's pretty, it's that simple with Chark yeah, being with out Chark too. With Chark out as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that that's tough because Zach Moss has been scoring the ball. I have him in another league, and he just he I just haven't been playing him, and he just keeps scoring. Um, well, this is tough. This is tough. All green matchups for AC. You know, ah, this is oh, tough. I just I don't want to pick against Troy. Right I'm gonna go. He's undefeated. I'm gonna go wash on this. I think I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say Troy wins in a close one. Probably as close as we played last week. Just because he's undefeated. Yeah. He's. I gotta roll with the hot hand. Yeah. Not that AC's team hard. hasn't been hot. He lost. He only has one loss, but. 
Yeah, and I forgot that he has Ridley in there now. Um, <clears throat> so who knows if Hardman's even going to be a starter with James Conner on the bench. That's going to be interesting, too. Right. Um, uh, this is a tough one for me. I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't pick a winner right now. I love Tro's team. Um, I also think Kelsey is going to, he's due. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go AC just because Tro's okay. four now. Um, we need him to lose one game, right? I, I hope so, or else wasn't he's gonna even, walk away with it. Wasn't even trying to really. Yeah, win I know. This year, and he just kind of turned into that. The hottest team in the league, um, and he's a young team too, which is kind of scary if you think about it. And he doesn't even have Deshaun Watson, so I know. his team is just exceeding expectations. And AC benching Ayuk, very yeah. very interesting. <laughs> Deservingly so, though. All right, are we on? The, we're on to the last game. Here we last go. Last game. All right, Velo for lunch versus Silky Johnson. Uh, okay, Silky Johnson coming off a fresh onion. Again, we still need that video. Uh, Josh Allen against Ryan Tannehill. I like Allen this week because I think the Chiefs' defense stinks, and I think he might light them up, even though he is on the road. I agree, but I also think Jacksonville. Is going to be I very know. interesting with things. Julio and Brown back. It's going to be very yeah. interesting, but it could be the Derrick Henry show. Yep. So I agree. I'll give the advantage to Allen. All right, Zeke and Carson against Dalvin and Hubbard. I'm gonna roll with Black Harlow and Chris Carson here because Zeke is confirmed mm. back. Interesting. I do interesting. like. I do love the Dalvin matchup against Detroit. He kills them. Yeah. In the past, and then Hubbard obviously is going to be taking all those snaps against Philly. Whose defense is a little bit, little bit suspect. Oh, so that's close. I'm gonna give it to um, slight twos just because of actually, yeah. Carson versus the Rams. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the only reason. Even though the Rams looked a little rough, uh, they let up a lot of points last weekend. I'm gonna give it slight because Dalvin had a bad week last week. Yeah, he did. So he could I think have he's three touchdowns. Back. He yeah. could have four. Um. All right. Slight, slight for for Silky. Receivers here, Diggs and Keenan Allen. Oh, this is a matchup. Oh, versus D Hop and Lockett. Oh, this is a matchup and a half. Again, the projections are pretty much dead even. Nineteen for Diggs, twenty for Hopkins, but seventeen for Allen, sixteen for Lockett. Uh, I think I'm gonna give the slight edge to Breezy just because I think D Hop is still a little bit banged up. Is he? I oh, think. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But I think Lockett's gonna explode. Yeah. On the Rams. I agree. Um, but then, yeah, I just I like the consistency from Diggs and Allen, and I think, I mean, D Hop could still very well score thirty. I just know he's mm-hmm. been, he's been hurt for the last couple of weeks. hasn't really been himself. Yeah. We've seen other receivers kind of step up, in that time frame. So, yeah, I'm gonna give the slight edge to Breezy there. This is very tough. All four teams have sick quarterbacks. I'm gonna go Wash. Okay. I, I can't that's decide fair. on this one. Yeah, that's. One of the tougher matchups to call that we've seen in terms of receivers. Uh, tight ends, Mark Andrews against Conklin. I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm going to go Mark Andrews here. I, I agree. Con- Conklin had that crazy 20-point week against Seattle two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, seven catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. Um, he could be due again, but I don't think it's going to be this week against... Yeah. He's playing Detroit though. But That's they, I mean, tough. again, it could be Dalvin, Justin Jefferson, Holy, or Thielen. Like they yeah, got, it's so they true. have other pieces. So let me give a slight one to Mark Andrews <clears throat> as well. 
And then flexes, you got Kareem Hunt, Jalen Waddle, and Miles Sanders versus Edmonds, Robert Woods, and Myers. Oh, I do like Hunt this week. I do. And yeah. Then, but Waddle has a kind of tough matchup. And then Sanders, his his touches have been getting taken away a little bit by Gainwell. Edmonds has been pretty solid to start here. Cool. Uh, Very interesting Breezy playing Myers against Houston instead of Kenny Galladay against Dallas. I or think that, a- and A-Rob is on the bench too. Yeah, A-Rob is finally on the bench. That's interesting. I'm Just because of projection-wise, I'm going to go Breezy. I'm going to lean Breezy as well here. Um, it seems like Robert Woods always has a touchdown against Seattle. I'm not yeah. sure why, but... And then Edmonds, Edmonds is going to do what Edmonds does. It just all depends for me if Miles Sanders can get touches or not. If he gets touches, he's, you know. Um, Jalen Waddle, I expect a bounce back week. Um, Kareem Hunt, very solid, but yeah, all Breezy. Right. breezy yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean Breezy here overall in the matchup. I think he wins his third game in a row this week. Yeah, I'm going to give kicker advantage to uh, twos. Kicker advantage to twos. Yeah, very Mark it down. Car. Mark it down. Yeah, maybe if we had that Yun video before the podcast. Yeah, then maybe we would have picked him to win. Yeah, you know? maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I Venmoed him a dollar as well <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the Yun, so I'm not sure what he's using that dollar What's on. What's the holdup? I don't know. Maybe but, betting. Yeah, so. And that's actually a good segue into our last segment. So, uh, for our last segment of the day, we're going to talk about some NFL spreads. So we're, we're going to look at every game and we're going to pick something we like, whether it's a spread, um, the total, whether we like the under or over, um, or just money line because sometimes spreads can be tough to choose. Um, unfortunately, I have to go help my mom with something right now. So we're going to have a special guest uh, do the betting stuff with Kren. His name is Betting Bob. I actually met him over the summer. He's from... El Paso, Texas. Uh, good guy. Wow. He, he loves football. Um, he's been gambling probably his whole 50-year life, I would imagine. Before he comes in, can I get a, what a ethnicity check? Oh, uh, he's white. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's about all Not that it matters. Know. It doesn't matter. Just no. curious. Okay. All right, so I'm going to grab him real quick. Um, you know, he's waiting downstairs. Uh, and then we'll start. I think the first one up is the Rams and Seahawks. So we'll go over that. In a second. And it looks like he's coming in right now. Oh, All right. Whoa. There he is. All right. So I'm going to leave. Fella. I'll let Betting Bob take over. Hi, are you Michael? Yes, I am. Hi, Michael. My name's Betting Bob. I'm from El Paso, Texas. As Marcus has recently just said, I'm here to break down some NFL, the National Football League uh, games for us here today. Yeah, no problem, Bob. How long have you been doing this for? Yeah, I've been gambling for about 45 years, would be 50 years, but unfortunately I wasn't able to read the first five years of my life, so that makes it very hard to legally gamble. Bob, before we get started, have you ever heard and used sunscreen before? Uh, Not a once in my life, as you could probably tell by my fair skin. I kind of look like Larry the Lobster at the moment. So no, that sun in Texas, boy, it hits different, let me tell you. And um, yeah. no, no, I have not heard of yeah, let sunscreen. Me, let me get your address. I'm going to send you a couple uh, uh, sunscreen because it looks like by the by your skin, it is burnt red. That would be greatly appreciated there, it's Michael. It's nice to meet you, Bob. Nice to meet you, too. All right, All right so let's go ahead. We'll, uh, we'll look at the Rams and the Seahawks. That line, it's set at minus one to open, 
but now it has seemed that the Rams have taken a minus two and a half per FanDuel and DraftKings. That is the spread. The over or under is set at 54 and a half, and we got plus 125 for Seattle on the money line. What are you leaning here, Mike? I'm leaning Rams minus two and a half just based on that line move. I'm, I'm, I'm going Rams. Even though it's in Seattle, Rams coming off a loss. I'm going Rams. You know, they were kind of embarrassed by yeah. Kyler Murray and company on Sunday. I think they come back in a big way. Uh, you know, we like that matchup for Jalen Ramsey covering yeah. DK Metcalf. Love it. I do think as well they cover the two and a half. I think that's going to be the play here with this game. Yeah, and I think uh, my one buck. All right, it seems that the, the previous recording has timed out. I'm not exactly sure when it stopped recording. I got a little bit carried away talking about the spread. Uh, so we're going to pick it back up here with the Texans and the Patriots. I don't know if you've heard this, but we're going to start back over. Like I said, New England set at minus 8.5. Uh, this game is in Texas. Um, that over-under is very low, set at 39.5. And, and then you got the Texans at plus 310 here on the money line. Uh, Michael, what are you seeing here in this game? You know, I'm seeing in this game, I'm seeing a rookie quarterback versus Bill Belichick in a defense that played pretty good against uh, the Bucks. Um, I'm seeing an 8.5-point spread. I want to pick that. I really do. I feel like that might be a trap. So I'm going to go with the under 39. I'm expecting a terrible game. Patriots to put up maybe. it. This game might be 20-3 to three in my prediction. So you're going under 39 and a half. Under that is under. a very low bar. Um, you know, I love betting the under, but that number kind of scares me, which is why I'm leaning towards minus eight and a half for New England. Really? I don't know that Houston scores over 10 points. And uh, I feel after Mac Jones' performance on Monday night, or Sunday night, excuse me, uh, I think that they can cover the eight and a half here on the road. I'm going to lean Patriots uh, covering the spread. I respect that, Bob. You have 40 years in this game. I, I respect 40, 45. that. 45. 45, I respect that experience. Moving right along here, we got the Dolphins playing the Buccaneers. Tampa Tom goes back home after a win in Foxborough. Uh, the Dolphins are here on plus 10 on the spread. That over-under set at 47.5 per Fandle. And then we got plus 335 on the money line for the Dolphins. Uh, personally, I'm going to lean here towards the under that 48 seems like a high number for this Dolphins offense, which hasn't exactly played well since uh, Tua has gone down. Not that he's anything special, but uh, I'm going to lean the under here. 48 seems a little bit high. Uh, Dolphins have a pretty good defense, so that's the play for this game. Dolphins do have a pretty good defense. Buccaneers gave it their all last week. They went all out. I'm leaning Dolphins plus 10. I think the Bucks are going to win, but... 10 is a lot of points, and I'm leaning Dolphins. Okay, uh, moving to another game here. We got the Eagles and the Panthers. This game's down there in Charlotte. Uh, we got Eagles plus 4 on the spread. That over-under set at 44 and a half. We got the Eagles at plus 150 on the money line. I like what I've seen from Carolina here to start the first four games of the year, and I do think that they cover minus 4 at home against a pretty porous uh, Philadelphia Eagles defense. I agree, and I took a little sneak peek in our GM, and Stephon Gilmore was traded to the Panthers. Yeah, so I agree with you. I was ball. not expecting that, <laughs> but that is a huge ad for that defense. <laughs> Holy moly! What was the trade? What did the trade go for, Mike? If you, you know mind what? me asking, I do not exactly know. All I, oh, 
for a 2023 six-round pick. So that is... Come again? <laughs> a six-round pick for Gilmore? No respect for one of the best corners in the league. I know he got injured last year, but... Well, I'll yeah. be damned. <laughs> no respect. I would have expected him to go for a lot higher than that. You can get a, a country mud bucket and a, and a pack of Skittles for more than a six-round pick down in Jesus El Paso. Christ, that is absolutely crazy. I know they have Jackson as a corner, too. He's pretty good. J.C. Horn hurt for the year, but... Dante Jackson and Gilmore, those are two corners with Jeremy Chin at free safety. Yeah, I'm I'm all over. I might even take an alternate in this game, Bob. Wow, that is big news. Uh, so we're comfortable taking the Panther spread here at home, covering that three and a half or the four, whichever line you do choose. Uh, moving along, we got a uh, a barn burner of a game here next. We got the Detroit Lions heading up to Minnesota. Uh, the the Lions are at plus eight and a half on the spread. Uh, that line that over under is set at forty nine and plus three ten here on the money line for Detroit. I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lead the uh, the under the under mm. forty nine. Mm. Uh, the Lions offense is not very good. Uh, I did win some money last week betting their under in the game against Chicago. Set way too high. It was set at forty two. That game did not even hit forty. Um, so I'm leaning the under 49 here. Uh, the Vikings have uh, a moderately okay defense, enough to, I think, that they can keep Detroit under 21 points, and that's making me feel pretty comfortable for that number there. You know, Bob, you remind me of a, a kid that I went to high school with. His name was Ben Groziak. He was a great kid. But anyways, the old me would have picked the Vikings minus 8.5. But guess what? The old me also lost a lot of money. I'm going Detroit Lions plus 8.5. In Minnesota, I think the Lions lose, but I don't think they lose by more than eight and a half. Okay, I, I like that bet there. I just, you know, the, the Vikings are kind of a hard team to bet on, as I've learned in my 45, 45-year career. Um, so I'm just comfortable with the under here. Uh, Dan Campbell, they're, they're 0-4. Um, team's starting to figure out that offense a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't foresee them scoring a lot of points. I respect that, Bob. Let's do a couple more games here. We don't got to hit all of them. Let's pick some of the bigger ones. We'll talk about, um, let's go down here. Let's do the Browns and the Chargers. This is a pretty big game here in the AFC. We got the, the Browns at plus one and a half covering the spread. That over under set at 47 and then plus 102 uh, on the on the money line for Cleveland. Um, I'm going to lean Chargers minus one and a half here. They've been really hot. They're at the top of their division. Uh, Browns have... Been kind of scraping out a few close ones here recently, and uh, I think the Chargers are just playing a little better ball right now. I'm gonna roll with them minus one and a half on the spread. I respect that, Bob. And the over/under set at 46 and a half. I like both of these offenses. Uh, I I obviously like Herbert a lot better than Baker. I'm gonna go with the over 46 and a half. Bold pick. I want to pick the under, but on this one, I'm gonna go over. I think the first half is gonna be slow. I think the second half is gonna see a lot of points. I do like that play. I would also. Um, if I wasn't betting the spread, I would probably take the over here at 46, 46 and a half, whichever line you're able to get through your for your online betting apps. Um, but moving on, let's do one more game. This is the Sunday night game. We got the a rematch of the AFC Championship game from last season. We got the Bills at plus three uh, at the Chiefs. That over under set at 56 and a half. Ooh, a lot of points. A lot Bobby. of points. And the Bills are at plus 117 here on the money line. Uh, that's for Parks Casino. If you're betting through FanDuel, they are at 126. I'm going to lean the Bills, plus three here. Josh Allen, he's been playing really well the last two weeks. 
that Kansas City defense is about as useful as Swiss cheese in a rainstorm. Yes. Um, so I'm going to lean Buffalo here at plus three. I'm going Buffalo Bills at plus three as well. I think the Bills are hot. I think Zach Moss is getting in the end zone. I don't really think they have any weak points on their whole team, even kicker. And I like Bills plus three, Bob. Well, Mike, it was a pleasure breaking down these games for you. Uh, I'm going to head out now. I'm going to grab Marcus, the host of the show, give him a quick thanks. And, uh, Are you going make, back to Texas? I'm, I'm flying back down to Texas. Wow. Uh, if the boys like my guest appearance on the podcast, maybe flying back up. Love talking some, some betting with the boys. But we'll see as it goes on. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to y'all, and uh, maybe I'll be back later this year. All right, Bob, nice meeting you. Next time, maybe wear a little bit of deodorant, maybe wear a little bit of sunscreen. But besides that, I had COVID three months ago. My smell is not really back. Can't really smell you. Um, but I've heard some reports about your smell. But it was nice to meet you, Bob. Nice to meet you too, Mike. I'm going to go grab Marcus. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that segment from Betting Bob, longtime friend of mine, 45-year betting career. Uh, Mike, thanks for coming on today. I think you know we got a lot of gamblers here in our league I think they're going to enjoy that segment mm-hmm. um, we'll see if anyone tells us I don't know I, I feel pretty confident about the things we talked about so we'll see how it shakes out um, starting on Thursday and then Sunday with some of the other games but uh, thanks for coming on appreciate yeah, it no problem thanks for having me and uh, you know I might seem a little down today and that's because I am a little down today um, you know fantasy wise um, you know some stuff has happened um, you know under the influence has really got the best of me and uh you know what i did i did a stupid mistake and you know i traded away not only a guy that i didn't ask gavin but it was one of his guys and uh, yeah, it was so you know i've sent gavin about 35 text messages got no response yet i'm gonna give it a couple more days um you know i, I really wish he, he would return i think he might return sooner or later um have you, have you heard anything about his return? I have not heard anything about his return. I think uh, the past week for AC's bachelor party was a little... Might have had him down bad, honestly. You know, a bunch, a bunch of highs. It, was, it sounds like it was a bunch of highs for three days, and, and we're, we're headed towards a bunch of lows. And uh, waking up to a text from Kybe saying, Hey, uh, did you hear about Kren's trade? Probably isn't That's the best, how he found out. Probably isn't the best way to find out or wake up from a three-day bachelor party. Um, so, look, I'm I'm in the wrong. I'm going to admit it. Um, do I want the trade vetoed? Personally, I like the trade. We get a first-round pick. Ex- I like it, too. Expanding yeah. the keepers. Um, you know, we did get our first round back, so I think that's the thing Gavin doesn't really like. Like, hey, why did we trade that away? We got it back. Um, but I, I see moving forward, I don't see Ridley as a reason why we would win the league. I'd rather have a guy that could pop, um, but I think for us it's going to come down to our running backs late in the season. Like last yeah. year, our running backs didn't do good, and we lost to wide receiver U, uh, yep. Himmler, or Eric. Eric. And uh, yeah, so a little down week for Team Heisman. Our, our front office is in shambles like Facebook. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, th- I think this is uh, the lowest we can reach. I don't think you can reach much lower than this, but front office wise, but, you know. Moving forward, hopefully uh, we can get stuff rolling. And maybe a, my, my pod appearance will spark stuff. Do I think Gavin has listened to the pod? No. Probably not. I don't think so. Um, I think he has way too much ADD for that. But, again, thanks for having me on. It was nice meeting Bob. Yeah, it was nice hearing from you. Yeah, I'm glad you liked Bob. Uh, longtime friend of mine. Um, but, yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, 
it was great hearing from you. Good luck, everyone, this week. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Good luck, everybody.